Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Unseasonably lovely day here in the city of Los Angeles. I'm enjoying it. Me too. Jordan's Jordan's dressed for a business meeting. Had a business meeting earlier today. Wore a collared shirt. You look nice. Thank you. It was a power lunch. Got a, got on a Vans Authentic. Mm-hmm. Got on. Uh, you, of course, you rolled the sleeves. You don't want to look. No, I don't want to look. I don't want to look stuffy. Jordan, when you're having a creative meeting in Hollywood, sure. you have to t- show people that you're serious. Mm-hmm. But you also have to show people that you're creative. Yeah. You a know, little bit fun. You don't want people to think that you're some stuffed yeah. shirt. You know, it's funny. I uh, I read Thomas Lennon and Ben Garant's show business book. Sure. Um, and they said in the book, and I really took this uh, tip to heart, they said uh, something maybe you would think when you have to have a creative meeting is maybe try and look like a creative type. You know, look a little, look a little frazzled, look a little shabby. And they said that that uh, is detrimental because, um, you know, at when, when if you're at the point where you're having the meeting, the right. person knows you're creative. Right. They want to meet you and make sure that you're responsible and not a pain in the ass. So they said, err on the side of looking nicer. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of insights that people turn to Jordan Jesse Go sure. for. Someone regurgitating something they read in a book. Yes. Uh, well, speaking of creative people, our guest... On this week's program is the creator and star of the television program Delocated, which is just about to have its series finale. He is also a regular guest star on the television program Parks and Recreation. And most importantly, half of the Forget Buddies, uh, Mr. John Glaser. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you. And I'm not dressed well for one of those meetings uh, at all. We are dressed for a podcast. Dress for a podcast. I'm I'm the overdressed asshole in this situation. I wouldn't. No, let's not rush. To, don't don't throw the word asshole on there. You're, You're right. Being very dipshit. I'm sorry. Come on. <laughs> Look very presentable and very, you know what? Very responsible. Frankly, I'm just excited that for once Jordan is more dressed up than I am. I'm wearing a t-shirt, blue jeans, and a baseball cap. Sure. I'm going to go play a game of stickball later. Right. So uh, I feel like I'm pretty much winning the world championship of dressing appropriately since you're so overdressed, Jordan. Yeah. So I mean, I do I do have a cotillion after this that I'm going to. Right. I'm learning the foxtrot. Oh, don't tell them I'm not 16, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you're not actually going to wear those clothes. You brought a ball gown. Yeah, I did. I animal. did. I have a tiara. <laughs> it goes on over... The uh, over the dress shirt and slacks. John Glazer, you're wearing uh, you're wearing a a cut off uh, flannel shirt. Yes, this this shirt um, ha- is very old, and uh, what happened was the, it's cut off at the waist. I've had this shirt for years. I feel like I've had it. I'm tr- I've been trying to figure it out. I think it's since college. Wow, it's probably over twenty year old shirt. Wow. And I love it. It's clearly, Has it always been cut off at the waist? For a very, very long time, yes. What What caused the cut? Was Get it caught in a thresher? Uh, no, no, it was intentional. I decided that I didn't want, you know, the tails. I wanted it just to be straight across. Sure. Right. This was a youthful aesthetic decision. Sure. A youthful indiscretion, a politician would ca- call it. Sure. 
So I decided to do it, and that's what I did. Mm-hmm. So I was doing my own. I wouldn't call it an indiscretion. I would call it like being fashionable. Okay. Sure. But I, this was the fashion that I wanted. This is how I wanted the shirt to look. Didn't know about any uh, flannel shirts or jackets that were just cut straight. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I did it myself. Didn't do any hemming. Right. You didn't <laughs> know that there were there were there's a service industry. Correct. Of tailors and seamstresses. Could have just told my mom, this is what I want. And she would have said, oh, let's take it to the dry cleaner and they'll do it. Right. They'll show you. You can show them exactly how long or short you want it. But you knew how scissors work. Correct. You (laughs) knew that scissors were a great way to to turn one thing into two things. Yep. And I did cut it a little short. But that's, I guess, at this point, maybe the charm. I'm now taking it off because we're in this little recording box. It's toasty in here. Yeah. It is totally. What I did is you can see here it's a short sleeve flannel. Right. Now, was it, it historically always, okay? It's very recently okay. Very recently a short sleeve flannel. And tell me about sleeve. that. So, you know, it was for because it's an old shirt, got it very worn in the elbows, went through many rounds of elbow patches. The uh-huh. hole in the elbow just got bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where a patch could not contain it. Uh-huh. Sure. Made its way down mostly on this side. To the wrist, and I'm like, well, I guess this shirt's all done. Hold on a second. No, it's not. I'll make it a short sleeve flannel. And this time I went to a dry cleaner and showed sure. exactly where I wanted it cut off. It was pretty clear where. And so that's what I have now. And it's kind of it's kind of sweet. A lot of young people don't know that you can just take yeah. your uh, long sleeve shirt to the dry cleaner. They're turning it into a short sleeve shirt. You know, I have a, I have a little story about uh, clothing alterations. Al- uh, alterations. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Great. Excellent. Uh, and it's something I've been. Who thinking- knew that this whole episode would just be the Jesse episode? Shit, Jesse <laughs> wants to talk about. Sure. Uh, I took a uh, a blazer to the uh, to the dry cleaner the other day to get the sleeves lengthened a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, the 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 dry cleaner guy, uh, he's I think he's like a he's like a Russian Jew. He's a he's he's four foot nine and very very much a you know recently immigrated Russian Jew. Right. Uh, I think the the name of the dry cleaner is even like you know Hebrew word dry cleaners. Right. Uh, and they give you a little calendar that has all the Hebrew holidays on it. It's terrific. Uh, anyway, so I, I I took him the jacket. He's like, it'll be ready on Tuesday, and I came back on Tuesday, and he's like, is uh, is not is not is not ready. Is it will be ready on Friday? And I was a little I was a little peeved because I kind of sure. I wanted to to wear it that night. Sure, so you said, only had an event at the country club, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and and I said, I'm like, is I mean, you told me Tuesday. I have the ticket and. You know, I was I was a little peeved, but I feel like I was being polite. But he kind of gestured over to this woman who was at the sewing table, and he's like, uh, sh- "She is not ready. She has had many bad phone call." <laughs> <laughs> and that wow. I and like how I'm like how can I stay mad? Like I want to know more about this. <laughs> The language barrier is probably preventing me from getting this. Inf- I'm like, you know what? Uh, who am I to who am I to dress down a woman who has had many bad phone calls? Wow. <laughs> and he was Not saying just one many bad phone call. <laughs> anyway, so then I stopped being a dick about it and came back on Friday, and they did a great job. So, oh, awesome. what could it have been? Many bad phone. Anyway, it was probably a laundry list of things. Yeah. They may literally <laughs> a have literal been a laundry yes. list of things because she is employed at a sure. laundry. <laughs> That's fantastic. 
<laughs> anyway. So now you got a good quality tailoring mm-hmm. and a good quality story. Sure. Both. Worth it. Both. Yeah. It's worth it. We'll be back in just a second. <laughs> Jordan Jesse, go. It's Jordan Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, John Glazer, guest. It's great to have you on the show, John. Thank you. We're happy you could take time out of your busy Los Angeles schedule appearing on the network television program Parks and Recreation <laughs> to come on our show. It's a delight to have you here. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here in a very sunny, beautiful office. Thank you. Welcome. Yeah. The windows allow in a lot of natural light. They do. We it's got great nice. lighting. I'm just saying how windows work. <laughs> <laughs> Not adding anything to the conversation, just just letting you know that I understand class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, before this, I was using wax paper, and so I really appreciate your expertise. <laughs> right. But all of the sandwiches were fresh. <laughs> they were. Great, all the sandwiches that you had in the office. Great. So can we briefly address one thing that's going on sure, right now please. here at Jordan Jesse Go? We have a teen here today. Mm. Um, he's waved at you as though that would appear on the recording. Um, this young man, so this is what happened. We've been doing this show for far too long. Probably, mm. what are we on, six years? Yeah. Something like that. And uh, many years ago, we had this young man call in and say, hi. He called in for a regular call-in segment. Mm-hmm. said, hi, I'm probably your youngest listener. I'm 10 years old. I had to check this out. I checked his story out. It was all clear. We encouraged him not to listen to our program because it's not appropriate for Mm 10-year-olds. It is almost unspeakably vulgar on a week-to-week basis. I would prefer a teen watch Boardwalk Empire. Yes, absolutely. That would be more— At least you learn a little something about Prohibition New York. You know what? It would be Prohibition-era New York. It would be more appropriate— for a teen to watch one of those Spartacus shows on stars sure. than it would be for a teen to at listen least he to can, our program. At least if a teen, I feel like, watched Spartacus, at least he could work through some of his gay feelings. <laughs> yes. He could really <laughs> definitively— Are they correct? Are they natural? Are they within from within me? Or is it just adolescent confusion? Sure. You know what I mean? Do I just like slow motion blood spray? <laughs> <laughs> or am I gay? Do I just have an unusual sandal fetish? <laughs> <laughs> that hadn't found expression until now. Yeah. Man, I watched the I watched the Spartacus show from time to time and the noteworthy thing about the Spartacus show is they really it really seems like they it really seems like they watch an episode of Game of Thrones and then say how can we make a show that's a little bit worse but the sex is crazier? <laughs> it's like they the amount of like cable nudity the like degree of the stuff that's happening to the cable nudity is pretty bananas. Wait, so give me give me an example of this. Uh, there's a lot of you know it's because on takes... Game of Thrones there was that like Conan guy, yeah, that was that was sexually assaulting, borderline raping that little blonde woman, yeah. Princess What's-Her-Name, for like an entire season. (laughs) (laughs) Until eventually she fell in love with him and then resurrected him. (laughs) Wow. It was pretty intense. Yeah. This, I would say that the the sex is more consensual but weirder. 
Okay. Like there, there's a lot of it takes place. I mean, like Game of Thrones, a lot of the exposition happens in brothels. Right. Like if you need a guy to talk about what's going on in the world of Spartacus, you go to a brothel. Well, that's sort of like the that's sort of like the classic Sopranos technique for inserting inserting more nudity into a, a high class adult sure. drama series. If the characters just have to be hanging out, it's in a nude nude nude, nude lady context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the more bananas things that was happening in this uh, is this in this Roman orgy place was woman woman with strap on pegging guy while exposition was delivered in the foreground, <laughs> <laughs> and then thirty minutes of slow motion blood spray. Was the, was the exhibition ex, ex, exposition about like the uh, the Roman Senate? Yeah, oh, totally. It was totally, like, political backroom dealings. Senator Aurelius. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, that's great. And yeah. just And was... Did you get any sense of what materials they used to make a strap-on in the Roman world? No. You know, I was wondering that myself. Like, I, I am more interested in Roman dildo manufacturing than I am with in, this political in intrigue. Politics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can understand that. Which is fairly interesting, but I want to learn about dildo artisans. You know who I would strap-on ask? Strap-on dildo artisans. I would ask the ancient aliens. Television show we should probably just go to their go-between, Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> There's this function on. I got recent. I have Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and which we bought, which we got when when we had the baby, so that we could have things that should not be delivered to you, delivered to you for free. So things that like grape nuts, like I have grape nuts delivered <laughs> to me regularly. <laughs> that is not a delivery product. That is a bite at the store product, but. You know, what can I say? It's easier to just have it delivered. So we realize that because we have Amazon Prime, inside of our Xbox lives a little Amazon Prime man sure. that can show us the Antiques Roadshow. Mm-hmm. And so the other day I was looking at this um, – I was looking at this thing to see what other shows you could get on Amazon Prime. And it's a terrible piece of software, <laughs> um, especially compared to Netflix. Like the, um, the navigation's a nightmare. And I accidentally set it to look at all shows by popularity. Mm-hmm. And Ancient Aliens Season 2 was like number six. Like they have – in fact, I noted as I was flipping through it, I was like, wow, Ancient Aliens is way ahead of Parks and Recreation. <laughs> 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 it's like, that's, this is what America wants. Sure. When America is at home and they have the choice of many, many television programs without commercial interruption beamed directly through their Xbox to their television, they choose Ancient Aliens Season 2. <laughs> what is Ancient Aliens? I don't even know. Is a show from maybe the Science Channel or the History Channel. One of these channels that, like the like the you know you know how on the National Geographic Channel it might even be from the National Geographic mm. Channel. You you think that you're getting something that's like the magazine National Geographic, but it turns out to just be a docu soap about MS13, the world's most dangerous gang, <laughs> or like prison guards or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those channels. Mm-hmm. So there's like three of them. Um, and I think it's a documentary show about the possibility that angel, that aliens communicated with ancient Egyptians and built the pyramids, right? Yeah. I'm, that sounds right to me. I'm saying this based on just looking at the cover art 
in both Netflix and Amazon Prime. So you haven't seen it. I have not seen it. No, not at all. No, not at all. But why should that stop me from having an opinion about it, John? <laughs> I left my phone out to charge. Otherwise, I would search it up right now. If only we had a producer. Oh, well. What are you going to do? Yeah. If only there was a if only there was a teen sitting in our lobby with nothing better to say. <laughs> yeah, we should just have him Google stuff for us. <laughs> I mean, should we, do you guys feel like we should change the content of the show based on the fact that the, there's the, a teen young, close by? This young man. So to finish the story. Absolutely not. He, he <laughs> called in when he was. made a choice. Yeah. To listen to the show. He presumably ran this it by his parents, right? forced his family to move here. <laughs> Clearly forced his family to move here. He did not. And that's the thing. He did not live in Los Angeles when he was a 10-year-old and, mm-hmm. and first called into our show. I alluded to that 10-year-old calling, this this 10-year-old, now 15, calling into our show a couple of weeks ago. And he, Henry, the teen, emailed me and said, hey... I'm the little kid that used to listen to your show. I've been listening all along. I still listen now. I'm 15, and now I live in Los Angeles. And I said, well, shit, you should come by so we can poison your brain in, per- in person. <laughs> I, we, and what I thought is if you – We com- shouldn't encourage teens to watch Spartacus. I'm sorry. Well, I apologize. Well, we should, I mean, if teens are listening to this, they're already fucked. Yeah, it's not that's, your fault. That's true. You know what I mean? They already don't have the kind of parental figures in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, their hero is probably Lance Armstrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? These, these but they only are got rudderless. They only got into him because they were impressed with his lying. Yeah, exactly. Steen, like, you know, I wasn't that into Lance Armstrong, but once I learned about the lying, <laughs> teens that are deception fans. I would like to see recreational doping. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just people trying to increase the number of platelets in their blood. <laughs> like teenagers <laughs> behind, the, behind the auditorium, uh, like, like having blood drawn and infused to increase the white blood cell count. I think that's actually – I'm not trying to get all serious. But right. I think that is like a problem where these – a lot of high school kids, they're doing steroids and it seems pretty fucked up. But they're not yeah. doing the kind of the thing – Well, that's obviously extremely complex that – like guys like Lance Armstrong, and but still, it's I think kind of crazy that young people are taking steroids. No, John, you that kind of thing. You're a steroid user. I am correct. I say all of that as a steroid user. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you just don't like the the competition. You don't like these young. I don't want to see. Turks. Kids, I don't want to see kids doing it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can understand that. Did you? What kind of high school student were, were you, John Glazer? I was. Uh, I think overall a pretty good student. Mm-hmm. Probably mostly. B, B pluses. Were you well behaved? For the most part. What, what, most was, part. What, was, what were your great missteps that you would recommend that teens who are listening to this not? <laughs> I was uh, not a bad boy. So I don't know if I had any big missteps. Uh, you can't go wrong following the John Glazer template of <laughs> being in high school. <laughs> pretty soon you'll have your own pretty good Yeah, grade. you're a real pretty success good story. Yeah. Played some sports, quit a, quit baseball to try a play, and then sort of started to do it. Was, I, I, you know, I, didn't, I didn't smoke weed and I didn't drink until my senior year, but then I sort of made up for it. The second <laughs> half where I finally tried beer and tried drinking. My friend... Uh, he would just rave. He's like, you got to try Coors. <laughs> it's the best beer. And then he's like, my brother's going to get a keg. 
And uh, so hey, oh, here's, here's, a, here's a misstep. Here's a misstep. And this is a misstep where I feel like I'm not a big drinker and I never was. Um, but I mean if there's Coors around. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, this is, this, is a, this is a moment. You'll kill a 12-er. As a, as a person, even a young person, where you should go, maybe I have a drinking problem mm-hmm. or I shouldn't drink. But thankfully it never got out of control. I guess I learned. But here's what happened. So my friend is raving about Coors. It's the best. You got to try it. My brother's going to bring in a keg. We're going to have a party. So all week I was at the time delivering pizzas at this place called Papa Romano's. <laughs> and so all week I'm asking if someone can switch shifts with me. Because you just – you had to get that course. Yes. And so nobody was able to switch, which I couldn't believe. It's usually – it was usually, usually never a problem. So the next night I just call in sick. I'm not going to miss this party this Coors keg <laughs> so i called in sick i actually had the nerve to call in sick so i go to this party um and the next time i went to work i was told oh uh by not the guy, not the main manager but the assistant manager not papa romano not himself. papa romano i think his name was it Mike. was ray romano <laughs> <laughs> and he said oh uh what are you doing here i said uh, i'm working oh uh, didn't mike call you no Oh, uh, I think he let you go. <laughs> oh, no. Really? Yeah, you should go home and uh, call him tomorrow. So I call him and I was like, hey, what's up? I, I heard Steve said it, whatever the guy's name was. You let me go? Yeah, you know, you were asking to, for a shift off all week and then uh, he <clears throat> called in sick. You know, I got to let you go. Oh, the lesson there was you should have just lied outright. Oh, I you did. shouldn't have tried to do it. Oh, I lied. Through the proper channels. The story channels. is not done. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh, I'm <laughs> The story is not finished. So I totally lied. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, I swear to God, I was sick. I would never do that. Lying, lying, lying. I I would – and he's, oh, you had. He, so you had. And he didn't buy it. And he's shit like, well, to protect. No, you showed him your credit, your uh, report sorry. card with the B average. Can't do it. Can't do it. I got to fire you. So I lied 100%. Mm. And then uh, it didn't work. How was the course, though? Fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was. Did Burt Reynolds bring it in personally? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was stupid. We got so drunk. We went from one party to another. This is in suburban Detroit. You probably shouldn't have called in sick with the party flu. That was probably your first mistake. Probably not. Should have made like yeah. set a real disease. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It is really funny how. So don't don't do that, Henry. Is it Henry? Right? Yeah. Don't do what I did in that moment. Everything else perfect. Henry, this guy Henry's was a nodding. Solid B student. Henry's nodding, but I think we should check to see if his fingers are crossed. Teens will do that. He just lifted his crossed fingers. Oh boy, this little fucker is. He's gonna steal our course. <laughs> Should I have left all those open courses? That's the biggest. That's the biggest misstep was having shitty beer. Well, was it, no offense to Coors, but if no, I'm not I mean, mistaken, there was a time when Coors was the creme de la creme of beer available. Yeah, this was, to people yeah. in the United States, right? Oh, yeah. It was. It was a big deal that isn't that they had this. I'm not mistaken that that is the central plot point of the movie Smoking in the Bandit, right? <laughs> That he has to bring a, a amount of certain amount of cores from one from Colorado to somewhere else. I hope so. I think that is. I feel like like Nixon or Ford. Maybe Ford brought had cores imported to the White House from the West Coast because <laughs> was Coors it a regional was, thing for a while? Yeah, because it no, was based in this in the Rocky Mountains. Hmm. Maybe you've heard it's the Silver Bullet. No, that's true. And it's it was probably pre, this is pre Silver Bullet. And I think, yeah, and I think this is the, this was, at the time, it was like the only 
non-horrible national beer available. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about beer, but I feel like oh, I that's... heard someone talking about this on Fresh Air or something one time. Well, I... this is a long time ago. I'm an old man. So yes, this all, is, I mean, they didn't so even... Like, if we just imagine, like, Happy Days, is that what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> were you a Ralph Malflake figure? <laughs> yeah, I got in my chopper. Sure. Mm-hmm. Almost <laughs> wrecked it. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys didn't even... I mean, Coors at the time, I mean, you guys didn't even have the... Uh, you guys didn't even have the coldness bar to tell you whether or not the beer was cold. So you just had to fucking wing it. Yeah, we just had to submerge it in ice and hope for the best. Hope you, <laughs> hope you, hope you knew what you are doing. You had to assume that it was fresh. Coldness there was no freshness bar. dating at the time. Mm-hmm. Could have been skunky beer. You know what? The the beer technology was simply not there, especially mm-hmm. when when it comes to vessels. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like certainly the process of turning malted barley and hops right. into an alcoholic beverage, that, that was, was there. there. But yeah. I mean the Vortex bottle was years no, away. Yeah. I can't even imagine drinking beer without the beer, a Vortex yeah, bottle. Yeah. I mean how can you drink a beer when it's not swirled into your mouth, you know. You literally, and I'm not kidding, and John, back me up on this, but as mm-hmm. I understand it, well into the 1980s, you still had to cut up a lime and squirt it into your beer if you wanted a lime-flavored beer. Yeah. It didn't, yeah, the Miller Chill was just a, a gleam in some beer technician's eye. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, man, I I, speaking of Speaking of that sort of drink, I had I had the most obnoxious thing the other day that I really really loved. Uh, this was at Buffalo Wild Wings. It's called the Corona Rita. It's a margarita in a pint glass that has a uh, <laughs> an, a ring on the lip of the glass that they turn a Corona over into. So when you as you're drinking this margarita, the beer is draining into the glass. It's a little physics lesson, which is fun. But it's also very delicious. But I just felt like such an asshole drinking it. Oh, you were. Yeah. No. Uh, to be fair, yeah, that was, that feeling was correct. Anytime you're at Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> you're left, at, you're at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. For Mistake starters. one. Yeah. We should mention that Buffalo <laughs> Wild Wings is literally Jordan's favorite restaurant. <laughs> Jordan has talked more about Buffalo Wild Wings on this. We get people will go to Buffalo Wild Wings. And send us pictures of them yeah. at Buffalo Wild Wings because it's like a cultural touch point for them. It's like going to Wrigley Field <laughs> or something. They feel like they're visiting Jordan anytime they visit sure. one of the hundreds of Buffalo Wild Wings across this yeah, nation. The totally all identical. Equally, all equally B minus <laughs> Yeah. But I feel like, you know. Like I like that element that it's bringing us all together. Like I could, you know, talk about some hip L.A. gastropub that, sure. you know, 2% of our listening audience could go to. Sure, and we do do that far <laughs> sure. too much. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I feel like this is something we can all enjoy. Just go by where the movie theater is. <laughs> do you go there to watch sports predominantly? Uh, I go there sometimes with friends who are watching sports. Mm-hmm. They don't invite me over to watch the sports, but they know if they're going to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch sports, I will also come. Okay. And I'll, I'll try my best to enjoy the sports. It helps if someone explains it to me. Okay. Jordan's a wings enthusiast. We should yeah. mention that. Are the wings good there? They are fine. Okay. They're fine. They're fine. 
I we ate at Buffalo Wild. Yeah. We so had a meetup. What's the appeal? I'm curious. I've you know, never stepped, God, I've honestly, never stepped foot in a, in a Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> not because I won't. No, no, you shouldn't. But I feel like yeah, it doesn't seem like a place that <laughs> I want to go. Let's be clear. Yeah, I mean, you live in New York, not and for me. and part time you're here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. These are places with many, many restaurants mm-hmm. at all price levels that are dramatically better than Buffalo <laughs> Wild Wings. Correct. But I've always been under the assumption that Buffalo Wild Wings is a place where you go to watch sports. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I had a, I had always assumed it was a place you go f- for wings and wings. Sure, but it's also like a, a real sports watching. Vibe yeah, that I get from there. No, I think ads. what yeah, I think what has helped my constant going to Buffalo Wild Wings is that I have a group of friends that supports it. Like these guys, I have a group of guys that honestly goes there to watch sports because mm-hmm. I think it is actually a good place to watch sports. I don't um, know. I I found sure. Here's the thing. I guess I I guess as a non drinker. Mm-hmm. I don't have whatever the thing is inside me that makes me want to go to a bar to watch sports. Yeah. And so I know that my the I recently for the first time ever went to a bar specifically to watch sports, mm-hmm. which was I was in New York during the Major League Baseball World Series and my hometown San Francisco mm-hmm. Giants were in the World Series. I did not want to miss it. And so I went out to a bar with some friends to watch it. And what I found was it is a horrible, <laughs> horrible place to watch sports. Because for one thing, even during the World Series, it's not like all the TVs are showing the World Series. Every TV is showing its own thing. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And they and they all have their sound on, but none of them loud enough that you can hear it over the people talking. And and so it is a miserable place to watch yeah. sports. This was you. This was the Buffalo Wild Wings. This was not a it's Buffalo a Wild Wings. Bar. This yeah. was an independent bar mm-hmm. in New York, New York. Yeah, yeah. It's not all. It's yeah. I've. Is had... it different, Buffalo Wild Wings? Uh, no, no. This sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, I really, I really understand because I feel like I have. Uh, Though not being, I have a lot of friends who are sports fans, and I feel like I've dated a lot of sports fans who will take me to things. And I always really love going to like the bar that shows the game that they're looking to play. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I think it's it's like it's a it's a social thing, and it's a an excuse to start drinking at around three p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think I I really get that. I really like it. That's the, that's the thing that makes me wish I have a team is when everybody rallies to go to a bar. I'll tell you this: when I was in New York, where'd you grow up? Uh, Orange team, County. A teamless town. Yeah, I guess I could have the uh, Angels, maybe. Yeah. 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 Wally Joyner. Sure, yeah. Jim Abbott. Yeah, Jim, one-handed Old pitcher, Jim Old one-armed Abbott. Jim on. Abbott. Yeah. That guy's, that guy's pretty much where it's at. I was told when I was in New York uh, by uh, uh, Zach Linder mm-hmm. that in San Francisco, I mean in Brooklyn, excuse me, there is a San Francisco bar. Mm-hmm. There's one in L.A., the SF Saloon. Really? Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, what makes it a San Francisco bar? Are there... Anchor Steam. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Anchor Steam. <laughs> Just the presence of Anchor Steam. Yeah, they have its its. They don't have its its, but you know, like what go, having been at like it's um, it really reminds me of like uh, those kind of pubby places in North Beach. There's a lot of old Chinese ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, SF Saloon is great. Very good wings there. I would say that those are some of my top wings. Can we go there sometime for wings? Where is the SF Saloon? That's kind of in Culver City. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Great wings, and uh, yeah, I used to, um, I used to date a Forty ers fan, and we would go watch the Forty ers game there. Oh, interesting! It was a lot of fun. So, 
So besides the sporting events and the anchor steam, mm-hmm. is there pictures of San Francisco yeah, celebrities? Yeah, there's like par- pictures of like trolleys. Just like Whoopi Goldberg hang out there? <laughs> I have not seen That's Whoopi Goldberg. That's what I would imagine. Yeah. That's where she's from? <laughs> yeah, she's a – well, I don't know if she was born and raised in San Francisco, but she definitely comes from the San Francisco comedy world. All right. Um, but she may have been born and raised in San Francisco. I mean, if you're going to talk about born and raised in San Francisco, of course, you're going to want to talk about former Cardinals and Giants outfielder Willie McGee. That's yeah. where that's where you're going to want to talk sure. about. <laughs> born and raised. Born and raised. What does a what does a John Glazer watch a sporting event? Probably at home or, mm-hmm. at, or at a friend's house. Do you enjoy a sporting event? I do like sports. What's your favorite sporting event? Hockey, ice hockey, ice hockey. Because you're from mm-hmm. Detroit. Not not because, but just. As a maybe as a indirect result, it's one of. Th- I didn't grow up loving hockey. Really, not, not only until maybe the last twenty years did really? I kind of get into it. Yeah. How did you get into it? What happened? I just kind of started watching it a little more, and maybe it was when the Red Wings kind of started getting a little better and mm-hmm. had a really good team, and then I just really got hooked. You had a lot of extra octopuses. <laughs> yeah, and I had a lot of extra octopuses sitting around my house, and the Red Wings <laughs> thing they throw they throw the octopus. Yeah. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> yeah, it's an old tradition where during the playoffs they'll throw an octopus on the ice. Now, have they? Has that been? Do, do the does the ASPCA set get on them for that? It seems cruel. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't yeah. think they're live octopuses. Yeah, no, it'd they be hard have... to throw for one thing. Sure, they'll sucker onto your hand. They're coming from a. I think yeah, like a. You can buy frozen, dead. Well, I, I imagine at this point there's like a man that sells bootleg. Red Wings, Bart Simpson T-shirts, and octopuses. <laughs> I thought you were three blocks from the... octopuses. <laughs> it's just a squid. It's just... A box is like is like octopus. It's a squid with with eight strings yes. tied to it. Is mollusk. It has many hand. <laughs> Not as smart, but more ink. <laughs> more ink, bigger beak. <laughs> Can fight sperm whale. Is like octopus. <laughs> that yeah. guy is a pretty good salesman. I mean, when you consider English isn't his first language, yeah. he's got a lot. He of knows a lot parts. about. Well, he knows a lot about the various phylums. <laughs> he, he's trying. He's also trying to sell a squid as an octopus. So sure. he's really handicapped going into this as a recent immigrant, perhaps mm. without papers. Chamber nautilus is better than octopus. Is <laughs> nautilus? Is ancient? Is prehistoric? <laughs> He's amazing beast of deep sea. <laughs> you want Look him- at that beautiful shell. You want him to kill sperm whale? <laughs> Who are we being racist against? I have no idea. <laughs> Possibly mollusks. <laughs> we'll pry open muscle. We'll pry open muscle, stick in beak. Use use tool like chimpanzee. <laughs> Do they? He really has a lot of zoology knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He really knows a lot about basically <laughs> I mean he was a biologist in the old country. Sure. Now he's just <laughs> now he's just a humble now he's just got those bootleg Bart Simpson t shirts <laughs> where Bart Simpson's wearing a red wings jersey mm-hmm. and he's got these mollusks they bought down on the pier. Sure. He's got to sell them today or they're going to go bad. <laughs> His wife won't stand for another batch of mollusks going bad in the house again. You'll like bivalve. <laughs> you like bivalve, I get you oyster. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go.
It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. John Glazer, along for the ride. Uh, you're central to this whole endeavor. True. We couldn't do this without you, John. True. True, true. How would, we, how would the topic of mollusks ever come up? If it weren't uh, for your enthusiasm for various guys named Yevgeny. <laughs> what is that? How did it? What's that? I feel like most guys on the Detroit Red Wings or they most do, hockey players aren't named Yevgeny. They had a lot of Russian guys. They still got <clears throat> one, Pavel, Pavel Datsyuk. Oh, Pavel Datsyuk. Is yes. that guy good? Unreal. So super good. good? Yes, super At good. hockey? Oh, yeah. Not just morally good. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's a truly phenomenal hockey player. But they did at one time have Lots of a Russian line. They'd fi- all, they, all five guys on the ice were from Russia. Wow. It's pretty awesome. Well, it's cold in Russia. Mm-hmm. So you could see where they would want to do some skating. Mm-hmm. Are there more Russians than there are Canadians now? In the National Hockey League? Yeah. <laughs> in general, in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think who's, so. Who's fucking more, Russians or Canadians? <laughs> How about the meteor? Yeah. Speaking of Russia. Um, <laughs> speaking of Russia. Pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, pretty insane. That is the craziest shit ever. That I was... mean, cool. It's also horrible. A thousand people were injured. Well, of course. But also cool. Yeah. yeah. It's good Crazy. that none of them died. It makes yeah. it more fun. Yeah, definitely. Their injuries are pretty fun. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> sure. <laughs> One of them got a club foot out of it. I don't know how that happened, but yeah. somehow. It was amazing. Um, hey. Not the club foot, but the meteor. Sure. Pretty cool footage. Um, yeah, I've heard that it's because uh, everyone, because the law enforcement is so corrupt in Russia, everyone is constantly taping things. Yeah, a lot because, of dashboard cams. Yeah, it's because they're afraid of getting, you know, police brutality. And also for insurance reasons. Oh. Apparently, it is basically impossible to get. Uh, what they call two-way or comprehensive insurance in Russia, unless you have like a brand new car and you want to pay a huge amount of money. Mm-hmm. And the, your insurance company, even if you do have insurance, basically will not defend you in court unless you take the other person to court. And so if you take the other person to court and win, then your insurance company has your back. <laughs> Basically, they'll just deny all claims. And so if you don't have a video recording, you're fucked. But it makes for it's it's it is a shame that that their that their system isn't better, but it's a, it it's good for meteor footage. That's true. Now, at the end of the day, that's what's important. Yeah. I mean, I would hate to think of a meteor hit, you know, hit in California, you know. Maybe it would fall behind some guys making a web video. I mean, if we're lucky, it might fall at like Universal Studios. Sure. On one of the cool sets. Yeah. People would you just know, think like it was the, part of the Jaws attraction. Like the Frankie and Annette beach party set. Sure. You know, that's where I would like to see it fall. Mm-hmm. Well, someone told me also to look up dashboard cam videos. Like, oh, you Russia. should. Because what People you... People pulling guns on each other on the freeway. And what you find thing. is just like cars driving and on top of the car is a haystack. Like a full haystack, you know, 10, 12 feet tall. Mm -hmm. Uh, Find people, you know, driving 80 miles an hour down the wrong side of the road, weaving through traffic. Mm -hmm. You find it's amazing because Russia is a land without laws. (laughs) You almost sounded like a weirdo Italian guy. (laughs) It's amazing. 
Hey, this video is is a tremendous. A lot of good accents. It's like a my mama's sauce. A lot of of good accents. And by that, I mean bad, horrible accents. (laughs) Hey, be nice at two accents. You you can see anything from a Russian dashboard video because Russia is is a country that has many affluent people, many people who are essentially living in the first world, but it is a version of the first world with no laws. <laughs> yeah, that's what someone told me. It's like watching the Wild West. It sounds hilarious and horrifying. It's like when, it's like when, I, was in, when I was in Italy, mm-hmm. in Milan, and our producer was driving us around. We were going to a shoot, and he just pulled his car up on the sidewalk in front of the store we were going to, just like on a regular sidewalk. Not halfway up, just fully blocking the sidewalk with his car and got out. And we're like, are you allowed to park here? And he's like, no. <laughs> like, there's no like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> why would you even ask are you allowed to park here? I parked here, didn't I? Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm remiss to say this because I've said it on Twitter already, but I feel like it's a valid point. I <laughs> feel like every news story this week is also the plot to a Nicolas Cage movie that hasn't been made yet. <laughs> we got Meteor hitting Earth. We got a shit streaming out of a cruise ship. Yeah. Uh, mysterious Pope retirement. Right. Uh, no Legs guy. Yeah. Uh, rogue Cop. Yeah. These are all Nicolas Cage movies. Yeah. That's a very... Straight to VOD. You know what? Hmm. That's a fucking... That's a trenchant analysis of yeah. today's news. Thank you. You know what? We should get you on Weekend Edition. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe, well, can I start with Fox and Friends? Okay. Okay. We'll start you with Fox and Friends. Uh-huh. Then we'll kick you up to the McLaughlin group. Okay. Then Weekend I'll edition. just do, you know, I'll do the Sunday morning circuit for a while. Is McLaughlin dead? <laughs> I think the McLaughlin group still goes on. I think some young, younger guy hosts it now. <laughs> Is it a younger McLaughlin? Yeah, it's his clone. <laughs> he had a clone. It's well, you should know though. It's a talking sheep. <laughs> For sure, we don't have the technology to clone men. All he says is, "Kill me." <laughs> I was a mistake. Um, hey, believe tort it or, reform. <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> this is the sponsorship segment of our show. Uh, oh, this week's program brought to you by BoatParty.biz. A website wow. with a picture of a boat and wow. a place to type in your email address. Online at boatparty.biz. To date, more than 4,500 hip young people have typed their email address <clears throat> in to the, to the box on boatparty.biz. What, uh, what happens? And, and then what? They find out first. Find out what? The secret of BoatParty.biz. I see. Online. So you, so you type your email into a boat. No. <laughs> no, John. Into a box. You a go. Boat. Do you know what a URL is? I think so. Universal Resource Locator. Okay. You so type you... BoatParty.biz. Correct. Into the browser window that accepts your URLs. And then up comes a boat. A picture of a, a boat. A picture of a boat, correct. It, the internet cannot generate objects for you, no, John. You, that's what I mean. A, up comes a boat, a picture of a you boat. Get one of those, a picture you can get one of those of 3D boat. printers. Right. Have you seen those? So there's a boat on your screen. A Just because a you have a 3D printer does not mean that if you type boatparty.biz into your computer, you're going to get a boat 
a picture of a boat. Obviously, yeah. when I say a boat, I mean a picture of a boat on your screen. It's so not picture, obvious to me. That's we not should also you say that, okay, it, that so a, a boat... picture of a boat is on your screen. There's a box, and in that box, you type your email. It's below the boat. It's not on the boat. You're gesturing as though the boat. Why okay. would anyone put that box on the boat? That's... And you can't appreciate the art. It sounded like it sounded like what you described. So I misheard. So there's a box somewhere on the screen below right. the boat. Yeah. You type your email into the boat. Into the box. No, you type it into the box. Into the box. You can't type then, email into a boat. So what the happens? The boat says, what is this? What is typing? I don't know. I just float. So Guys, I, fe- I feel email, like we should just come out with it. Jesse is amassing an email list so he can just send out a bunch of dick pics at once. So what happens, let's do it one at a fucking on. Yeah, time, no, no. Jordan. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just saying that, you know, there's no reason to beat around the bush about it. You're being you're, – I think you're being too secretive. Just let people know that if they want some dick pics – so Go what ahead. happens when you type your email into the box? Then what happens? You receive a confirmation email. From BoatParty.biz? Yeah. And then what happens from there? Like what you, do you find out first. There's, a, there's also a section underneath the boat. You, it reads, find out first. Find out what? Right. What Jesse's dick looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Left, right, mm-hmm. big, small. Sure. Grooming. <laughs> Tumescent, limp. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, there's a lot of information that you could find out from this. Okay. I'm not saying 100% that's what it's going to be. It's probably your best shot, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's your goal, you want to take a swing at it, it would be a real home run if it came through for you. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know what's going on right now. You know what? I don't know what Boatparty.biz is mobile friendly. Mm-hmm. So if you get a chance, once your phone's charged up... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just type it in to your – You have, presume you have a smartphone mobile browser? Mm-hmm. Like a, what are we looking at, mobile Safari or – I think so. Yeah. So just type boatparty.biz. You can get a real flavor for the whole situation. Okay. Maybe I'll check it out. Soup to nuts. Maybe I'll check it out. Online at boatparty.biz. I'm really glad you're going to check it out, John. Okay. I might check it out. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really cool of you to do this. I re- we really appreciate your support. You got it. If I check it out, you will have my support. <laughs> right. So thanks for checking it out. John Glaser for BoatParty.biz. We'll possibly check out BoatParty.biz. Later on is is going on BoatParty.biz and will probably type in his email address. Certainly will. I'll probably go to the site so I can see what the boat looks like. Right. So he's going to go to BoatParty.biz. And I'll look and see where the box is. Okay. <laughs> and then chances are I won't put my email in there. You probably will. You probably will. Okay. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Co. La, la, la. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio <clears throat> sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. John Glazer. Hey, John, when, when is the last episode of Delocated? It's imminent, right? Yes, it's uh, March 7th. Technically, I guess March 8th because it's at 1230 at night. Hmm. So that would technically be first thing in the morning. I get the impression that when you have a March show 8th. on Adult Swim, it's hard to tell people when to watch it. because the, Because there's the... Do you, do you tell them – do you, is it early morning Friday or late at night on Thursday? I mean they say Friday they're, – or they're saying Thursday, March 7th. OK. So that's how it's telling people. It's 1230. I think people still consider that nighttime. I think so too. Yeah. You've really had a majestic run, especially for a television program with such a complicated premise. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty sweet run. Hard to complain. I mean it's too bad it's over but again, just like you said, hard to complain. 
I don't. I it's a delightful, hilarious show. Yeah, it is. It is. It will be. It will be great to get to see the finale, but bittersweet. Very bittersweet. To an end. Very bittersweet. But um, also a good place, I think, for the story actually to stop. Even though it would have been completely fun to do more, and we would have thought of a way to keep going <clears throat> and extending the premise and all that. But do I remember correctly that you are wearing the same weird balaclava? For like the whole first season, do I remember that right? Yes. And However, it, I do want to. I do want to point this out. Yeah. I, I'm sorry to use you as, as an example, but I'm going to do it. Okay. It's not a balaclava. Balaclava has the whole cutout. And the balaclava yours has is like regular. Whole, yeah, mine is the two eyes and a mouth, and a balaclava is I think just one big oh. circle around the face that you can then you know pull up to various degrees. Right. And pull the head back if you want. It can be sure. a neck warmer, much more versatile, okay. and functional hat. But it's all oftentimes my mask is uh, incorrectly identified as a balaclava. Why? Well, and as someone that lo- loves gear, I find it upsetting. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've got I'm... that great column in GQ, Glazer's Gear, <laughs> where you rank, you know, masks and. Tablets. That is a big. I did not know that he was in GQ. I remember when he, you were in Outdoor Life. <laughs> I was in everything but GQ. Mm. Um, but but are you? Gear. Do you still use the same one? I've, it's, it, number one, much, I'm not you're correct. I'm it's correct one, that there was just one particular one that was just getting grosser and grosser. Right? Yeah, we had we had a couple passable backups, and we used those if it was if it was going to get super wet or super dirty or something. But there was one main mask. And it was clearly the most important thing on the set, <laughs> even, more, even beyond me. Where I feel like, well, if something happens to John, we could, we could probably use someone else to put the mask on that person and make it work. And you could do that, you could do that sure. Ebert thing where they synthesize the voice of a dead person. <laughs> <laughs> they could just take your old director's commentaries. Pretty yeah. much. Um, but yeah, it was a you, little tenuous and it did make things sometimes a little nerve-wracking. But it's look, I still have it. It held up. Right. Yeah. Although we did um, – for this finale episode, the last thing we shot uh, got a little dirty, and then I just put it. I had a Tupperware. It was kept in a little Tupperware case. I always wanted to have a super expensive clear plexiglass briefcase. Made kind, for something it. that goes <laughs> when exactly, you open it, right? Yes, but or maybe you can see through and just see that it's a ski mask in there. <laughs> right, little lights in it that shine. Maybe where two eyes. guys each have a key around their neck and you have to turn them at once. That'd be the best, just to have it go through airport security mm-hmm. and all that. I've always been curious if they can see it when I travel and do live shows. It's in this Tupperware laying flat, <laughs> and I'm curious if they just see a ski mask. On the monitor as my bag goes through. I've never been asked about it. You, the carry, only thing I you did carry it on, right? Yes. You wouldn't want to trust it to baggage handlers. No way. That That is always with me. Right. This did happen, though, once. Have you ever seen these uh, videos I did, the Tiny Hands character? Oh, of course. So many a years ago. legendary character. He's known for his tiny hands. He's known for his tiny hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had these two doll hands. Basically, if you don't know it, I had took these baby doll arms ripped them violently off the baby doll body, <laughs> took the arms, chopped them at the wrists, and then I would, you know, stick my fingers in the, the wrists and, you know, have long sleeves on a shirt and look like I have tiny hands. And it was a really super dumb bit, really fun to do. And I actually was traveling to L.A. from New York, and I was – I took my ID out of my wallet. First, I was going to some function. I didn't want to have, like, a thick wallet in my 
pocket because it's got so much money in it. <laughs> no, but right. I, I just took I took my ID out and just carried it with me. Forgot to put it back in my wallet. Get to the airport, standing in line at security. Please remove your ID and boarding pass. And I'm like, fuck, forgot my. I left my wallet at home or, or my uh, driver's ID. license. What did you have? Didn't you have? I had everything else: credit you your... cards, uh, you know, health insurance cards, <clears throat> everything card. but a uh, photo ID. And I get out of line. I go back to the counter and I tell them what happened. They said, you can still go through. You're just going to have to go through extra security. They're going to pull everything out of your bag. I said, no problem as long as I can at least just get on this flight. And I forgot that I had the doll hands in there because <laughs> <laughs> I was coming here to do some shows and that was going to be one of the things I was doing. And sure enough, they're pulling out everything out of my bag and I'm just sort of standing on the side waiting and I hear, excuse me, what are these? <laughs> And they're holding these two little chopped off doll hands, and I had to try to explain what it was. Drug and, containers, yeah. ma'am. <laughs> I got through no uh, problem. Satanic rituals. Those was, are yeah, tiny guns. Kind of awkwardly weird and funny, but it was kind of it was kind of awesome. But got through, flew to L.A. Uh, several years later, met my wife, impregnated her, had a baby. Wow. And now here we are. All because of those doll hands. Exactly. If that anything had really... gone differently, I wouldn't be here. Man. If they would have pulled me inside and said, we need to talk to you about this, wouldn't be sitting sure. here right now. We'd just be sitting here with fucking Chris Fairbanks for the eighth time. I know. And you know what? Wow. I don't know who that is, but sounds like uh, he's not welcome here. He's a great guy. He's great. He's very he's funny. A really great he sounds guy. like he's welcome here. Consummate guest. Sounds like he's welcome, but not you know, enjoyably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you could say that about a lot of those kind of crazy airport situations. I mean, I think sometimes – of what would have happened when Mrs. Hoggett and Babe were at the big city airport <laughs> if that one dog hadn't barked to prove to Babe that he could get a treat for barking. If that had happened, who knows what would have happened over the course of the film Babe Big in the City. <laughs> you know? I mean, it is it, – sure. you really, really – a lot hinges mm-hmm. on – I guess what I'm trying to say is a lot hinges on what happens at those airport security Areas, correct. From John Glazer's family to you know Babe Pig in the City, one mm-hmm. of the great family films of our time. Way to connect them both. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Hey, speaking of families and family films, mm-hmm. we brought this teen in here. <laughs> we remember that we have another microphone, so we figure we might as well bring this teen in here. Uh, his name Henry. Henry. Don't give your last name. Oh, uh, People are going to steal your identity. Ferguson. Beep. Yes, Henry there you Ferguson. <laughs> Remember to beep that, Brian. If we're going to have teens on our program without their parents' permission, <laughs> we really shouldn't have them be giving out their surnames. <laughs> okay, so Henry, I felt I felt weird. Henry F. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, I I gotta say, what? How? Why were you listening to our show when you were ten years old? That's the real question here. So we were just – my family was going on a long road trip down to Mexico. So um, – and we'd just gotten this new MP3 player. From where? From – to Mexico from where? From Wisconsin. OK. Which is where we re- originally lived. Yeah. So well, you um, were moving to Mexico at the time. Exactly. Got gotcha. To be drug mules. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the drug business brought us here to L.A. Sure. Oh, sure yeah. yeah. Van- I've seen traffic. OK. <laughs> you had a van you full of tiny to... doll arms. Uh-huh. It's more of a weed situation. <laughs> sure. Well, I haven't seen Good. that. Good. Well, it's more moral. 
Okay. Okay. So you you were on a road trip to Mexico from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and um, we just gotten this new MP3 player for our car. So we decided to load up on podcasts and stuff. So we got. This a- was a creative Zen player. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> One hundred twenty-eight megabytes. <laughs> And uh, we got a couple episodes of This American Life, and we were looking uh, what else is similar to this, and This American Life came up, and we were just super hooked from the very start. So you're saying that you started listening to Jordan Jesse Go because it came up in the You Might Also Like for This American Life? <laughs> this yeah. is back, I think this was probably back when there were three podcasts. Right, it was probably. us, Jimmy Pardo, <laughs> yeah, and This American Life. Yeah, and then, yeah, be- I think we came up as recommended because it wasn't Mac Tips. <laughs> we were the only other thing that isn't Mac Tips. <laughs> uh, I mean, there was Dawn and Drew. Sure. There was also A early lot podcasters, of, yeah. Dawn and Drew. Harry, Harry Potter fan fiction, too. Um, <laughs> okay, so... Slash, slash fiction. <laughs> Yours is okay with your parents? Your parents know you're here, right? Yes. You didn't just tell them you were going to your Little League game. Well. <laughs> Wait a minute. What is this? What is this? They do know you're here. Yeah, they Did do. they drive you here? My mom dropped me off. You don't even have a driver's license. No. This is like an old kind of stately building. Is Did you tell them this was the public library <laughs> and you were here to study? Exactly. Well, that uh, seems, yeah, I don't encourage lying. No, uh, we listen to it in the car together all the time. Huh. Why do your parents think this is okay? What kind of libertine lifestyle do your parents have? Uh, they, my parents like to call themselves hippies a lot. so they Are they actually hippies? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know what a hippie what's is. The most, what's the most hippie-ish thing your parents do? I mean, apart from, you know, be okay with oh. your kids listening to all kinds of stuff. Do they have a kombucha mother? <laughs> <laughs> my mom does yoga and that's about it. That's it. Every that's every mom. <laughs> exactly. That's all moms. They're not hippies. Okay. They could just be Indian Americans. They're very understanding. Did they? Did she want to come up here? No, she's she doesn't want to meet you guys at all. Wow. <laughs> because she's sure that we'll disappoint her. Exactly. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, I mean, I we're mean, really great on the microphone sure. and r- really fucking disaster. I mean, I can disappoint a woman. Yeah. <laughs> there's one thing. That's one of your core competencies. I've seen that on your resume under skills. Sure. <laughs> and then there's and then my headshot is four panels. It's me as a cowboy, a doctor, a sailor, and then one of me apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> so Henry And it's because you can't it shows what a good actor I am because you know from the picture that I'm being apologetic. I have range. Have you have you actually been, have you listened to the show consistently for six years? Yes. Um like, we'll go on vacation and not have access to it, but we always catch up as soon as possible. And you listen to it together? Yeah. Do you ever, have you ever gone on a, dr- on a road trip specifically to listen to Jordan Jesse go? Like, <laughs> have you ever done a thing where you, like, you know, head down to the old mill and then just circle around and head back because you needed an extra <laughs> old needed mill. Some time? <laughs> I don't know Wisconsin well. <laughs> I mean, that's, but, I, that's, that's about right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it does really help with being fashionably late. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. Now, what what brings you to Los Angeles? Because you live in Los Angeles now, right? I do. Uh, the, the our entire family was kind of just looking for a change of pace because Wisconsin is really boring. And because uh, you're, you're, I hear Madison is lovely because of your father's lived. because of your father's mail fraud. Also, 
So. I forgot to mention my parents are swingers. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's gross. Just need, that's disgusting. That's a horrible you thing to say yeah, about your you parents. You should not think about your parents. You really shouldn't. At some sort of weird eyes um, wide shut fuck party. Um, so, so everyone decided... To, as as a group to move to Los Angeles. Why did kid you don't kid you don't do ask you, the kids where to move? Do you have brothers and sisters? <laughs> I have two younger brothers, but they're not as they don't listen as consistently. They're not as foolish. It's as mostly you are. just me and my mom. They have things they have shit to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so they it's... they prefer Marin because he <laughs> encourages comedians to drop the act. And yeah. Just be real. Yeah, just be real. Um. So okay. So. You and your mom listened to the show together. Your family all decided to move to Los Angeles together. Well, we first moved to San Diego for a while. That was a mistake. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> we had a do over. Did you encourage people to move to San Diego in a fort? Were you being sarcastic? I don't know. I, I may have encouraged people to move to San Diego. San Diego's a real San Diego's a real mixed bag. Hmm. Let's put it that way. Sure. It's a real good place to enjoy beautiful weather, lovely coastline, <laughs> and like a guy that just uh, left the Navy beating you up <laughs> while wearing his baseball hat backwards. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, so your family moved to San Diego and now up to Los Angeles? Exactly. Why Why up to Los Angeles? Um, so in San Diego, I was trying acting and stuff, and uh, it started picking up more and more. So uh, we just we came closer to the it, action. Initially, you were doing what? Cruise ship acting? Exactly. <laughs> what kind of acting? You were a Comic-Con booth babe. <laughs> Thinking uh, about the kinds of acting you could do in San Diego. <laughs> what kind? Tell, t- tell us. Let, let's get a little. Let's get a little taste of. Uh, let's get a little taste of your resume. What kind of work were you doing in San Diego? Um, in San Diego. Well, I was driving up here to L.A. in mm. San Diego. In Wisconsin, it's I was quite a commute. Doing, it's right. It's about that's two hours and change. Exactly. Your podcast helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, and you know also WTF. Sure. You really got to see behind the yeah. behind the mask. It's number two. Sure. Um, okay, so let's then let's talk. Let's let's get down to the nitty gritty. What are we talking about? Local television commercial? Um, yeah, uh, national television commercial. Uh, oh, for what? Oh. Uh, for what product? Can we can we hear Volkswagen? Oh, I've heard of Volkswagen. Wow. Yeah, I Jordan would like to book that. I'd love to. Yeah, hell, I'd do it. Sure, I'm in. <laughs> Volkswagen? Can I yeah. be in the one where they all go, da, da, da? Remember that one? <laughs> you guys remember that commercial? I'd love to be in that. That would be a lot of fun. You think they got any openings on that thing? <laughs> I don't know. Just Can you retroactively go back in a commercial that's <laughs> commercial already are been huge. filmed? And... I don't know a lot about show business. I work yeah. in public radio. That's true. You know? Yeah. If it were a public radio operation, you know who was in one of those things? Tony Hale. In a Volkswagen commercial? Yeah. He was in the one where – the Mr. Roboto one. Oh, sure. Famous – yeah. Famous ad. You were still a glint in your parents' eyes when these when these generation-defining Volkswagen <laughs> advertisements aired on television. Yeah, I have no yeah, idea. I'll, I'll explain it to you. All right. In one of them, everybody's going da, da, da. And then in another one, Tony Hale from Arrested Development is doing a robot dance while he listens to Mr. Roboto by Styx. I think that explains it. Yeah. Everything is explained. Okay, so national television commercial, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, the young version of uh, Nat Faxon in the TV show Ben and Kate. That's pretty hey, good, too. Dave Holmes was on that. Yeah. He was. Hey, I, uh, sadly, that show was canceled, but really yeah. pretty good show. Sure. 
Yeah, I, enjoy, I watched that a few times. It really Lots of laughs, show. charming leads. Indeed. Exceptionally charming. I would say that was the core strength sure. of the show. Yeah. Was that it had two very charming leads. I like that British lady, too. What do you think, John Glaser? <laughs> Never saw it. Never saw it? You missed out. I mean, you're one of many people who didn't see it. It just got canceled. It's too bad. Ben I, and Kate? Mm-hmm. Ben and Kate, yeah. Was this a sitcom? It was yeah, a sitcom. it was right before New Girl. It was All like right. a gentle, romantic <laughs> Uh, sitcom, so not a super joke intensive sitcom. It was just a feel good. Yeah, it was like yeah. a feel good show. Exactly. Mm. But Nat Faxon, the lead, was tremendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also, of course, co-wrote The Descendants. Exactly. <laughs> and why wouldn't he have? Wow. <laughs> given that he's the leading man on a sitcom. Sure. <laughs> and yeah, the British lady was really funny. Yeah. Agreed. I'm right there with you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you played young Nat Faxon. This is only two credits. I mean, this is barely a resume. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, and so then... basically, you're as successful as me. What else you got? <laughs> yeah, I was say pretty solid though. Uh, it's good. What prompted... quality, not quantity? That's exactly. true. That's true. And then what prompted the move? So you're like Terrence Malick in that way. <laughs> Long time between projects. But sure, but it's... you got to let it ruminate. You know. Yeah. Give me a break. I'm 15. I'm I compared you to Terrence Malick. Okay. He's a genius. Okay. I'm told. <laughs> you know what? I'm sick of your teenage lip, Henry. <laughs> Go watch the Thin tired. Red Line. You've probably never even seen the Thin Red Line. 1492? You've probably never sure. seen it. You don't know about the distracting John Travolta cameo <laughs> and how weird that was and how it really takes you out of the movie. <laughs> Sorry. Y'all class me. You may have seen Tree of Life. I'll grant you that. <laughs> but if you did, you probably didn't like it. Because <laughs> it, it was boring. too slow. <laughs> okay, Henry. What's let's let's get some more credits here. Uh, final one. What prompted the move uh, was cast as again a younger version in uh, the upcoming movie uh, Broken Horses with mm. Vincent D'Onofrio. So you're a young <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> Not a young Vincent D'Onofrio. Okay, you're a young horse. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's all I know about the movie so far. <laughs> We're grasping at straws here, man. Come on. Uh, I'm a young Chris Marquette, and uh, his. Counterpart, the two stars are Chris Marquette and Anton Yelchin. I oh, love those guys. Young Yelchin. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know who those people are. Uh, Yelchin was um, the Russian guy in the Star Trek remake. Oh. Yeah. He was, he was good in that. Data? What's that guy's name? <laughs> yeah, Data. Young Data. <laughs> young Data. Khrushchev. Khrushchev. Pretty sure his name is Khrushchev. Yeah. I think that's closer. No, no. What was the what's that actual Star Trek character's name? I I should know that. He's Russian. Scotty, not. I don't know. Glazer, Star yeah, Trek. I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, um, come on, Brian. Who is this? Is the one that Jimmy's father-in-law played? Right, the Wessel, the Wessel guy. Check off. Check off. Okay. Check off. Anyway, so you're a young. You play young Chekhov. <laughs> In the Anton Chekhov story. Exactly. <laughs> Are we pay- not paying enough attention to this young man? <coughs> no. Um, Play, this kid is does a- Dave yeah, Shumka still do that kid casting blog? I don't know. Dave Shumka of Stop Podcasting Yourself used to do a blog where he just put <laughs> the young version of a character next to the older version of a character. Uh-huh. You should you could get in on that kid casting blog if he still does I don't know if he still does it. Well, I think he could make an exception for Henry. Sure. Bring it back. This guy's a fucking rising star. Sure. Are you okay? So, do you have a plan? He's like a meteor blazing across the, the Siberian Russian sky. sky. <laughs> Coming for this you, Russia. Kid. Yeah, catch him on your dashboard cams. <laughs> okay, so Henry, right now you're just a teen. Mm-hmm. You're just enjoying yourself. You're flying through that Russian sky. <laughs> Soon, 
you're going to explode and crash and burn. <laughs> and injure thousands. And your career will be over. What do you do Oh, I, I thought this was a good explosion. What's that? I thought this was a good explosion. You thought wrong. Are you like the kid, the kid from Two and a Half Men <laughs> where your plan is once the show ends, you're out of acting. You're done with show business. Take the money and run. That's not my plan at Head all. That's to, my recommendation to you. Head back oh, to Madison. Okay. Money goes a long way there. A lot of cute college girls. Yeah. There. Can I recommend that you start mm. The Onion? <laughs> <laughs> Just a cool thing you could do in Madison. <laughs> sure. Cool stuff to do in Madison. Okay. What do you? Okay. So. So based on your was it based on your successes, the family decided let's get out of San Diego, or was it before that? Move to San Diego so you could be closer to the action. Well, again, it was like a a general just wanting to get out of Madison. Sure, but you could have gone so anywhere. You moved, could have gone to Denver. You, they chose San Diego. I, I mean, Denver's lovely. You got to assume to Denver. They, could have gone to Chicago. Chose San Diego because Seattle it's closer to Shamu. <laughs> right. Sure. That's why so people moved like to San Diego. Your passion for acting dictated. The whole family's choice. Yeah, it. Uh, were your little? Do you have brothers or sisters? I have two younger brothers. Were the Were they mad? No, not at all. <laughs> the, um, I guess uh, the middle one misses his friends a bit, but he's oh. he's super social. But the and little he's pretty stoked to hang out with Shamu all the time. Exactly. <laughs> when the little one's glad you're in LA, so he can be closer to his coke dealer. <laughs> <laughs> they have a really strong bond. So is your so right now? Look, you're 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Who knows how, how what the future might bring? You might discover a passion for agriculture. Very possible. Animal mm-hmm. husbandry. And if you do, I recommend UC Davis, by the way. It's a great place to go. Good oh, ag God, school sure. there. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know my brother-in-law goes to UC Davis? They have a campus butchery. Wow. You can wow. go get like handmade sausages for pennies on the dollar. From a stoned college house, kid. <laughs> house smoked bacon. Yum. Wow. If you go to UC Davis, that you completely turned my picture of UC Davis around. <laughs> 180 degrees. Before, I was like, why would anyone want to go to college outside Sacramento when they could just go to one of the many other UCs that are not outside Sacramento? Until I found out about Easy, this fucking They're smoking shop. their own bacon. That, was great. that sounds like now it's the greatest college I've yeah. ever heard of in my entire life. I'm sure they got something equal, if not better, at Berkeley. No, no offense, Davis. I don't know. We went to UC Santa Cruz. I don't even remember them smoking tofuti. Yeah, they weren't know. smoking shit. Well, <laughs> yeah. okay. So you, so right now, Henry, you aspire to become a professional, a full-time show business professional. That would be amazing. Whose career trajectory would you want? Like a Justin Long, Jordan oh, wow. Morris, Jordan Morris, Jesse jo- Thorne. Yeah, that sounds pretty great. Ryan Gosling, John Glazer. Uh, I'd rather be like. Like, as you said, uh, quantity over quality. Other way around. Other way around. Quality over quantity. So Nicolas Cage, <laughs> quantity over quality. Exactly. Uh, more of a, like a Paul Dano or a Ben Foster. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, you could play a young Dano. Mm-hmm. You're very lanky. Yeah. So I'll give you that, kid. <laughs> I'll give you that, kid. Sure. Look, show business isn't all about lankiness. But it don't hurt. <laughs> yeah, you know that's why. That's why Larry Bird gets so many parts <laughs> in movies. Well, and all those Indiana production credits. That's true. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's shooting French lick these days. 
Um, Henry, more more questions about Paul Dano. <laughs> no, I really, I'm, I'm still, I still kind of feel like Henry shouldn't be here. Yeah. And he shouldn't listen with his mom. Have, has listening... Isn't it weird to listen to your mom when we're talking about dildos and everything? It's incredibly awkward. I yeah, it's, it's really funny. I was I was um, I've really bonded with my younger sister. My sister's uh, my sister's like five years younger than me, um, but we've really bonded because we both love the show Girls, and we both like to call each other after the latest episode of Girls or send a text and we talk about it. You should explain um, your sister's a girl. My sister's a girl. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. that's why she loves the show, mm-hmm. uh, and I love the show because I'm a giant pussy. Sure. So, <laughs> uh, but and part of me is thinking like, oh, I should. My sister doesn't live that far away. I should call her, and she maybe she could come over with some friends, and we can watch girls. But then all the sex happens, and I'm like, oh, I, I, I should never do that. I that's a, the worst idea. You know, there was not that much stuff one time on ready to view mm-hmm. on my television, and my mother-in-law was visiting, mm-hmm. and my wife said, well, let's watch Louie. Mm. Which was a terrible call. Yeah, yeah. So really, and it turned out to be one of the, you know, not every episode of Louie would be something that would be wildly inappropriate to watch with your mother-in-law. I mean, you know, your mother-in-law might not enjoy it as much as you did. Sure. But it was a really, it was one with an extended thing just about blowjobs, as I recall. (laughs) (laughs) And my mother-in-law is a wonderful woman, but she doesn't want to watch a blowjob show. Yeah. She prefers analingus shows. <laughs> she does. That's her preferred type of show. Got to get stars for Spartacus, that, yeah. That's that. That's what you're getting when you're signing up for stars. Um, yeah, so it gets it gets uncomfortable. Has she ever felt like she's had to have like a talk with you after an episode like, "Hey, I need to I, we need to unpack some of the stuff they were talking about." I think this is their uh drawn out way of giving me the birds and the bees talk. Ah. Just subscribe to a podcast for six-ish years. Exactly. <laughs> so if they're laugh- if your mom is laughing at something and you're not, then she says, sweetie, do you know about periods? <laughs> and then she explains it to you? Uh, yeah, something like that. I, or I'll go and Google it after that. Okay. That's how people mm-hmm. learn about their Should we provide a study guide with every episode? <laughs> Or like discussion questions, like a book club. Yeah, I think I think it would be nice mm-hmm. if we provided, a, yeah, like a, just a little guide, a few questions, just to get people's podcast groups started in the discussion. Mm. Honestly, once the Chablis takes hold, <laughs> they're they're going to be yeah. their mouths they're are just going to be, be flapping. And you know, when you go to a podcast club. Half the people haven't even listened to the podcast. I know. Yeah, you go for the you go for the Trader Joe's hummus trio. Sure, nice glass of Chablis. Sure, and then um, yeah, complaining see, about your husband. Complaining about your husband. Very quickly, and I don't want to belabor this. Yeah, but no. So you 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 go to the site boatparty.biz. <laughs> right. You put your email in. What happens? Well, first, what do you, you, what do you see you a boat. So it's, it's you get a confirmation email. Okay. Just to make sure that the email you typed in was correct. Okay. So I get that. I click on it. I'm taken to the site. And what do I see? You see a boat. There's a picture of a boat there. Right. Underneath it says find out first. Then below that there's a box to type in your email address. But I've done that. Right. And then what happens? Well, you got the email. 
Right. And you told me you clicked on the email and went back to the site. So now I go, it, so it's just, it goes in a circle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you go back and enjoy the boat. So it's just a picture of that boat. Well, the think email about... helps remind you. You might have forgotten to look at the boat a second time. I see. <laughs> so it's all about, so you go to the site, you put your email in. <laughs> well, first you have to type the URL in, boat right. party. Well, that's what you go to the site. Right. Which I th- I think by saying go to the site, it's implied that I typed it in. Well, you might have you might have searched for it on Google, but that, granted, that would also have taken you to the site. So I'm at the site, right? I'm at the site. Henry, There's... have you been to the site? I have. It's a nice site, right? It's beautiful. Thank you. So let me let me do this. I want to ask Henry. Sure. Okay. So Henry, you're on the site. Exactly. There's a picture of a boat. Are you on the site right now? <laughs> yes. On your phone or? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're She's home... like his, the browser on his PlayStation Vita. <laughs> so you put your email in the box. That's below the boat. Correct. Mm-hmm. We've established that. All right. You submit it, right? Yes. And then what happens? There's a confirmation email. And then what happens from there? Well, what do you do next? That's what I'm asking you. Are you viewing the confirmation email? Yes. So what do oh. I do now? Guys, I space out for a second. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a website. I don't know. From the description, it sounded really cool. Is why I mentioned. I just just wondering. Has it been Has it been structured to fit my PlayStation Vita? <laughs> it's uh, mobile. Okay. Accessible. Yeah, it's mobile friendly. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Vita. Adding a fourth person to the booth has made it warmer. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Co. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. John Glazer, uh, just kind of here in this here in the studio. Henry, last name unavailable. Youngest fan. So he's ready. Yeah. I like it. I like it when a listener tells us that if they ever get invited on the show as a guest, they've got their nickname ready. <laughs> because I'm glad I, I'm glad that they've spent, spent some time thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And also, I know that I pick the guest, so I don't have to worry about them ever actually coming on sure. to the show. You know what I mean? People, people to rule out. Yeah. Well, yeah. I no, I mean I'm not saying I rule out I mean I rule out almost everyone sure. in the world. I'm I know most people should not come on. <laughs> but it's nice to know that there's some there's sort of a ready reserve yeah. that I can take then then I am rejecting them rather than sure. I know that they are prepared to come on. Mm-hmm. But I don't need them because that's how great shit's going for me. Sure. Well, I mean Henry Henry had it chambered I think because he's an actor and he knows about pre-work. Right. Marking your beats. Sure. I'm method acting this role. Sure. Really? What would you say what would you say is your as if in this situation? <laughs> it's as if you're appearing on one of your favorite podcasts. One of your favorite or your number one favorite? Number one favorite. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. What's a what's second? This kid's got a head on his shoulders. I was <laughs> worried about him in the last segment. I thought he might fall into smoking cigarettes and riding skating boards. <laughs> but now I know that this kid is a solid citizen. This isn't the kind of kid who's gonna Call in sick to his pizza job yeah. just because he wants to go to a Coors party. Thank God. <laughs> T-G-I-F. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Am I right, you guys? Let's take some telephone calls. Brian? Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Patton, Ohio. I have a momentous occasion. I'm sitting in the Taco Bell drive through lane. The car in front of me has a bumper sticker. It's the only bumper sticker on the car. It says, you look like shit because you eat shit. Eat proper. Taco Bell. 
It doesn't say Taco Bell. <laughs> uh, I've lost it. But they are they are at the Taco Bell. Yeah. They're in the drive-through at the Taco Bell with a scolding bumper sticker. Do you think these people are just Del Taco? Like they're 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 trying to ward you off Del Taco. Yeah, you'd think it would be better because it's a Southern California regional chain. Sure. Um, and Southern California is a more taco-y place mm-hmm. than is, say, Madison, Wisconsin, where I'm sure there's a couple of Taco Bells. How many Taco Bells are we talking about? Three, four? Two. Two Taco Bells. Is there a good one and a bad one? Uh, there's a far away one and a close one. Okay. Yeah. I say go to the close one. It's not worth the drive. Yeah. yeah. Agree. You know? Agree. Right? Um, I saw a car with a bumper sticker on it that just said, opinions, exclamation mark. <laughs> and I thought to myself, you know, that's cute. And then I noticed there was another bumper sticker on the car. That had an opinion on yeah. it? Yeah. You can't. <laughs> you can't make fun you of yourself. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. That car's asking to be rear-ended. Absolutely. <laughs> I rear-ended that shit. I fucking gunned it and took yeah. it straight into that. <laughs> you, will, you will take the hit on your insurance on principle. 100% worth it. Bad news. Guy had a dashboard cam. Oh boy, I know. It's a good thing the meteor hit right when, <laughs> yeah. right when you rear-ended them. Yeah. yeah. So you just blame the meteor. Yeah. Okay. Next call, Brian. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Go. Hi, guest. Um, this is Aaron calling from Toronto with, I suppose, a momentous occasion. I was having kind of a terrible day, and I was riding the subway. And at one point, it comes out and rides over a bridge, so that it's not so much a subway as an overway. And I looked down through the window, and there's a park, which was pristine with new fallen snow, onto which one person had walked, and they had walked around and around in the shape of an enormous phallus. I looked around, and I seemed to be the only person who had noticed it, so I feel like it was just for me, and I thought I'd share it with you guys because I thought you would appreciate it. Um, immortal power, plug it in, I guess. Yeah. Have a great day. Mm-hmm. Bye. That's that's someone living the immortal power, plug it in lifestyle. You're making snow dicks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that sounds like a Craigslist, like, misconnections. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, giant snow dick. You made snow dick. Me riding subway, no one else saw it. Clearly, it was for me. <laughs> Is your how does the real one compare? <laughs> kind of Coffee? Thing. Question mark. Yeah. Icy? Question mark. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know who sent me a Twitter message? Hmm. Craig from Craigslist. Yeah. Wow. We're what best is, friends now. What did he want? Really? He just he, he, he wanted to know if you were four twenty friendly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just take another fucking call. I don't have anything better to say than that. Thank you, Jordan. I'm calling from Brooklyn with a momentous occasion. I've been seeing a new guy for about two months. We're not labeling anything yet. We're taking it slow. And for Valentine's Day, we decided to go to Central Park, the most romantic place in New York. And we were walking through the park after hours. It was dark. There was no one around. Super romantic. Marveling at the oasis of nature in this big concrete jungle. And uh, we saw some raccoons scamper across the path. And uh, we began to say, oh, like how beautiful. I've never seen raccoons in this urban setting before. And before we knew it, the raccoons had uh, scampered up a tree and were totally fucking uh, right there in front of us. Um, and so we watched raccoons have sex on Valentine's Day. And it was. Really romantic. Um, thanks. Love the show. Bye. 
Isn't it supposed to be gay joggers having sex in Central Park? <laughs> this could have been just two gay men with Zorro masks. On. <laughs> they said they'd never seen raccoons before. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> raccoons wear short shorts, right? <laughs> mesh, mesh tank tops. That is a really sweet story. It was a really fun story. I wonder. I, I, I was feeling delighted the other day watching two uh, squirrels. You know, like when squirrels chase each other. And they go in like that corkscrew up a tree, like mm-hmm. a like a vortex bottle. Sure, you know. Sure, I I was like, you know, that's great. I always love to see that. I I I take a minute and then just enjoy those squirrels corkscrewing up that tree. I'm wondering if I'm being delighted by a sexual assault <laughs> <laughs> by a by a by, by a uh, an animal sexual assault. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, does I mean, is one running because it's it's unwilling? I wonder. And is that chase for sex? Do you know about the squirrel war? No, uh uh-uh. This is going on right now. Oh, no. In our cities and towns. Apparently, red squirrels and gray squirrels are at war. Mm. Wow. One of them is native to the United Kingdom. One Mm. of them is native to North America. But they've intermingled on both. They come over on the crumpet boats. Yeah, they do. <laughs> the Thomas's English muffin vessels. <laughs> the crannies, the nooks and crannies are hiding squirrels. Sure. Predatory squirrels. This is a serious situation. <laughs> I mean, I don't want you guys to take this too lightly. Mm-hmm. This is heavy shit. Fucking war between the squirrels. It's like the civil war of squirrels. Yeah. Only instead of gray and blue, it's red and gray. It's still gray. It's very similar. <laughs> it's still Part gray. of it is the same. Yeah. Are the gray squirrels racist? No, but they do have blunderbusses. Oh, okay. <laughs> and both types of squirrels have blunderbusses. Hmm. And slaves. Yes. <laughs> both squirrels are actually pro-slavery. It really depends. They enslave chipmunks. <laughs> it depends which squirrel you ask what it's about. Mm. Some will say it's about slavery. Right. Others will say it's about state sovereignty. You know. You should have said nuts sovereignty. <laughs> Some will say, no, nah, never mind. Can I ask you guys a question about sure. about one call ago, the, the dick call? Yeah. Am I weird for finding a Canadian accent kind of cute? No, absolutely not. Oh, I'm yeah, absolutely. I always enjoy hearing it. What does yeah. it What does it suggest to you? Besides Degrassi Junior High, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I always I I I feel like I think of the Canadian as. As laid back and fun, really? Yeah, I feel like I like think of the Canadian as four twenty friendly. Four twenty friendly, <laughs> yeah. But like low maintenance, mm-hmm. just down to hang out. Friendly, very polite. Polite, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. But emotionally reserved, like, relatively speaking. I guess I don't have that association. I've had some Canadians emote to me. Really? Yeah. Were they drunk? It was Mario Lemieux. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Old number sixty six. Yeah, huh? I complimented his Genesis game, <laughs> and, uh, and he just fucking broke down. Yeah, well, he knew that an NHLPA was way way better. Yeah, but the fighting is better in Mario Lemieux hockey. I don't know if you have Ty Domi in NHL ninety five, you can do that punch thing until the guy falls down, and then this sad pool of blood comes out of <laughs> <Yeah>. his head. <laughs> the Mario Lemieux hockey gets close up; it's a whole nother like view. Really, it's like a mini game, like yeah. the touchdowns in Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, totally. Wow, <laughs> that sounds. Tremendous! <laughs> you on board for any of this? Have <laughs> we lost? What you was completely? your What was your hockey game of choice in the 16-bit era? Joe Montana sports talk football. No, uh, it was the. Uh, oh god, damn it! It was just 
several Blades times. of Steel? Blades of Steel. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. Face off. Good. Uh, yeah. Fight. <laughs> Blades of Steel was a really fun game. Awesome. Oh, my man. We play that all the time, and that was the best. Dude. Blades of Steel. Video game, <laughs> video game hockey is fun as shit. Oh, totally. Yeah. This is definitely one of the best video games. I haven't played sports. a modern video game hockey. They I think still, maybe the Genesis. They still have those? Yeah. Oh, totally. No, they probably stop with NHL 95, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the definitive <laughs> hockey game. Yeah. I think they still make I think EA still makes They them. heard I got that, and then they're like, well, Jesse's got his. Shut it down. Yeah. Shut down the video game. <laughs> it's like game how there hasn't factor. been any uh, basketball games since Blazers versus Celtics in the <laughs> NBA playoffs. Sure. <laughs> Do we have any more calls, Brian? One more call. Let's hear it. Hello, Jordan, Jesse, obsequious guest. It's not very obsequious. Uh, this is Andy. I'm calling from Auburn, New York. And I have a momentous occasion. I uh, write the weekly op-ed column for the little newspaper here in Auburn. A plus. And I have a loyal listener who's more like an internet troll, or not a listener, but a reader. Sorry. Um, and he uh, he left a comment on the online newspaper where he referred to me as a rubbish peddler, <laughs> which was pretty cool. But then my wife decided, as a Valentine's Day present, to make me a T-shirt in big, bold letters on the front saying, Rubbish Peddler, <laughs> which is uh, my new title that I'm be going by. Thank you. Goodbye. That is such a great insult from from the reader of a local paper. Rubbish Peddler? <laughs> it's really great. Dude, what do you think his, what do you think his op-ed was about? I mean, probably maybe like putting up a chain link fence around like a dam. Can I tell you something about op-eds that I did not know recently? <laughs> Until very recently, like way too recently. Yeah. I feel like I might have heard it on On the Media or something. Mm-hmm. The op-ed means opposite the editorial page. Oh, I didn't know that. I assumed I'm, op I'm stood just for learning opinion. That now. Yeah. Hmm. I thought I was referring to Abed from Community. That's because that's all you teenagers care about. Yeah. Fucking teenagers. Your communities, your PlayStation Vitas. <laughs> do you even know what a gen- when we talk about Genesis games, do you know what that is? It's old timey video games. Old-timey. Yeah, they're steam powered. <laughs> you, you turn a Hand crank. crank. Yeah, it's a yeah, like an old Victrola record player. What are teenagers interested in these days? Yeah. Skateboards? Podcasts. No, that's not, not true. true. That's not nope. true. Not at all. Nope. Not more experience. Nope. You may be a bad judge. Yeah. I'm a pretty bad teenager. You've really Do, destroyed. You guys still like Pokemon, though, right? Oh, yeah. No, that's that's more for tweens. Hmm. Okay. I'm, like I'm sexy always. Sexy tweens? Yeah. <laughs> Saucy tweens? <laughs> what type of tweens? <laughs> Bodacious <laughs> tweens? <laughs> Jesse, fat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying bodacious to be nice. Oh, but, okay. Oh, yeah. the, that was a okay. It's yeah. like jolly. Yeah. Okay. I I'm always I'm always pretty blown away when it's brought to my attention that Pokemon is still popular. Is anyway. it really still popular? Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like the most popular thing. What about kids. teenage? What not teenage mutant ninja turtles? What was those guys? The other thing that my brother liked, where it's guys in in suits doing karate. Power Rangers. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Power Rangers still around? <laughs> suits. Not that I know. <laughs> that, that just sounds like business suits. <laughs> yeah. Just to say Is that suits. not what happens on – am I misremembering? Jesse, you're thinking of Nightline. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing my little brother's into. <laughs> the guys in suits. Um, Power, Power Rangers still around? Power Rangers still know around. Of. They're still around. They are? Yep. yep. Really? Well, Glazer, you How have do kids? you know this, Glazer? Because wow. I have a son. How old's your son? <laughs> Almost seven. So he's in, pow- he's in he's prime in Power Ranger he's territory. Like Power Rangers. We play video hockey. Oh. Really? Oh. Yep. For what For what console? Uh, PS3. Okay. Yep. 
pretty fun. Sounds Put pretty it on good. The easiest level, the easy controllers. Do you beat him? We play same team. Oh, that's fun. Same team. That's really fun. Can't go head to head yet. <laughs> right. What too devastating for who's him. the center and who's the wing? It's yeah, he he is not figured out how to pass yet. <laughs> it's pretty much me getting the puck, passing sure. to him and just watching him skate through all the guys cuz there's the de- there's no defense cuz it's on the easiest level. Right. It's hilarious. Is there still fighting? What's the fighting like? There is, but I have I just turned the fighting way down okay. so it doesn't happen. Yeah, so you they, don't yeah, want sure. it to learn violence. Yeah. From the sport of hockey. Not yet. <laughs> I don't want to, yeah. We went to a real hockey game and there was a fight and it was just kind of like, Ugh, I don't want him to see this. Do you go, what, what kind of hockey game you go to? A New York Rangers game? It was a Rangers game. Rangers Flyers. So what are we looking at there? Mark Messier? <laughs> He's long gone. Patrick Waugh? Is that something? <laughs> I should explain the only hockey I'm familiar with is NHL 95. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was the golden age of video hockey. Anyway. What's what's your favorite teenage activity, Henry? Um, I really, what's something that we need to know about yeah. as people who appeal to a teenage demographic? Yeah, what's going on? I I am a very nerdy teenager. I do a lot of video games. Uh, what's your shirt? What's that rocket on your shirt? This is a Maximum Fun T-shirt. Yeah, this is MaximumFun.org T-shirt, yeah. my friend. Uh, it's pre- it's pretty. This, that's I mean that's. You know, not that I don't appreciate your enthusiasm, but that's that's wearing the band T-shirt to the concert, yeah. Henry. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a if you've ever seen PCU, I don't have much <laughs> band experience. You've never seen PCU featuring David Spade and a fat John Favreau. Have you ever been to Have you ever been to a rock and roll concert? I haven't. Never. Really? What would you, What no. do you want your first rock and roll concert to be? Aerosmith. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear "Love in an Elevator," every teen's favorite song. Yeah. Guys, it's Skrillex. Is yeah, it really Skrillex? Skrillex? No, I I don't listen to much music. Okay. It's too busy listening to Sweet Pods. You just pods. watch. Okay. <laughs> Jamming out to Sweet Pods. I only got so much ear space. This guy's favorite band is The Free Design, courtesy of Light in the Attic Records. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Lee Strasberg acting lessons, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I think you should do? I think you should. Do you listen to Risk? No. You, sh- you should start listening to Risk. You're just uh, you're suggesting the most inappropriate things for him to listen to? Yes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think Risk is more inappropriate than this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, you're, this is the gateway drug. Yeah. I mean, I if, mean, this is, if this is pot, that's, you know, poppers. And honestly, it's, <laughs> it's not a big distance between no, us and Risk. But you're right. It is higher on the – but just check out that interstitial music in Risk. <laughs> didn't get into some of those bands. I think All they right. do a good job with that music, that interstitial music. Sure. You're going to need to get into some bands. Yeah. Okay. If you want to ever want to meet chicks and or dudes for romantic purposes, sure. you're going to need to know about some sweet bands. Let's start with Aerosmith. <laughs> <laughs> Can we Joe talk? Perry. I don't know. Can we talk about some really cool bands for a second? Sure. Bay City Rollers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Comets, of course. Mm-hmm. I'd say stay away from Bill Haley. Focus on their work mm-hmm. without Haley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just uh, as the comic. Joe Jackson, of course. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, we've, well, that, that's, a, we've covered it, basically. That's a pretty the, solid. The comments. <laughs> that's a pretty solid. <laughs> start, there, start there and see where it takes you. Yeah. And I mean, if you want to get in and go in a more rock-oriented direction, Pat Boone has some cool albums you could check he out. He is. I mean, beautiful voice. You know about Cardigan Rock, right? Mm-hmm. That's Pat Boone and Weezer. <laughs> <laughs> Do they wear cardigans? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why it's called that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they also play cardigans. Oh. Electric cardigans. <laughs> sure. 
They got popular '90s band, the Cardigans. They covered them. Yes, known for their single "Love Fool." Jesus Christ, this is really going down the drain. Yeah. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. John Glazer, um, the guest. Henry Blank, youngest fan. Nice. So, Henry, we're all going to want to head out to theaters. You're related to John Cusack's character from Gross Point Blank, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> we're, we're all going to want to head out to theaters to check out your movie, Young Paul Dano. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Looper prequel. <laughs> What's your goal? Are you, you doing pilot season right now? Yeah, I'm uh, going out as much as I can. Sure. Well, you got you got to get out there. Got responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You got your Magic the Gathering club. Yeah. You got your <laughs> yeah. True story. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> you got your. Hey, all I can say is a guy I went to college with was totally in a Magic the Gathering club with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> and at the time, it was like, hey, remember that guy from uh, Third Rock from the Sun? Now it's like, hey, remember that cinematic heartthrob? Wow. Yeah. So that's probably what's in your future. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, I mean, if you you could have a a, a JGL esque career tra- trajectory, just Can stay you, with the magic. Are you a hoofer? No. Got a song in your heart? No. Or you never be JGL. Yeah. I guess so. Got some news to break to you, kid. Mm. You're fucked in the yeah. JGL department. Uh, John Glaser, March seventh is the finale of your television program, Delocated. Yep. It's available on digital versal disc as well. People can watch and enjoy it. Not the yep. finale. They're going to have to watch that on Adult Swim. Right. They can purchase it on DVD, and the, the odds are you're going to get a little you're going to get a little something out of that. Correct. You know, you, you, get a, you, get a, you get a nickel on that. You got a quarter on that. <laughs> oh, me personally. Uh, I don't know. You probably got about a quarter on that, right? You I got a dollar. <laughs> should, people send you, should people send you a dollar? I think if you want to, yeah, just watch, send me a dollar. Right. And then look for some clips online. Great. <laughs> Great. Well, problem solved. It, it has been, it's been a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show, John. Thank you for having me here. And, of course, it's been a pleasure. Le- not an honor. An honor is an overstatement. Sure. You're just some teenager. Yeah, don't blow smoke up his ass, Jesse. Yeah. Look, I'm not, here to, I'm not here to tell this kid clearly some big shot just because he played young Paul Dano in, in the movie Jim the Horseman or whatever it was called. <laughs> Paul Dano plays Jim. So in movies, you can have a, a guy in the movie has a different name than the guy who's playing the guy. Yeah. Did you know that, Henry? I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, well, you'll understand later. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about periods, too. What you Remind read, to what you read your an actor flow. prepares. <laughs> <laughs> um, Henry, it has been a joy to have you here. I'm sorry that you enjoy our program so much, but <laughs> but it's very nice of you to visit. If there's anyone who's younger than Henry out there who wants to come visit... Please don't mention it. Probably a bad idea. I mean, honestly, wait five years. Yeah, yeah. Give it five. Yeah, I mean, I'm still I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to have to convince your family to move to L.A. (laughs) (laughs) Get that Dano roll. Yep. And then we can talk. You gonna learn to sing and dance? You taking a class? Fencing? I'll work on it. Horseback riding? Just for you. Can you ride a horse? No. What acting skills do you even have? (laughs) Yeah. What 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 movies can you possibly be in? Just lost so many roles. Can't be a cowboy anymore. You're never going to play young Errol Flynn. Wow. <laughs>
Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Brian Fernandez on the boards. Give us a call, 206-984-4FUN, 206-984-4FUN. I'm on Twitter, at Jesse Thorne. Jordan's on Twitter, at Jordan underscore Morris. We'll talk to you then with the hashtag, hashtag JJGo. Yeah. And we'll talk to you. We'll see you next time on Jordan, Jesse, Go.